This podcast is brought to you by Ideate and Execute. Do you want to drive innovation in your organization, futurize your enterprise, ideate massively valuable new products, or execute them to market? Then contact us today at ideateandexecute.com and get started. Why listen to the past when you can listen to the future? Welcome to the Think Future podcast, broadcasting from deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. We focus on innovation, startups, and the future, not necessarily those and not necessarily in that order. Here's your host. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Think Future podcast. I'm your host, Chris Kalabukas, and once again, we're coming at you live from deep in the heart of Silicon Valley. California. It's show number. What's the show number? Hang on a second. I completely forgot to check what the show number was today. Hang on a second. I'm just going to look it up here. Come on. Come. All right. It is show number 228. And actually, I, I can't really decide what I'm going to talk about. I have like three really cool topics to talk about, but I only want to talk about one of them today. So I'm not 100% sure which topic I'm going to talk about. So let me, let, me, let me think about this for a second. So bear with me for one moment. All right. So you probably have one of these. You probably have one of these on the back of your cell phone, on the back of your cell phone case, a pop socket. So you've seen pop sockets. You know what pop sockets are, those little round things that you can stick on the back of your phone and they pop in, pop out, pop in, pop out. I used to have one on my last phone and then it kind of went away with the last case and I haven't gotten a new one since. But everybody I know has one of these things. I've seen them everywhere, everywhere. And not only that, they are still very expensive. You can get one of these things. I think they're like 10 bucks a piece. 10 bucks a piece. And I thought, what an ingenious device. What a cool device. Wasn't it amazing that this guy was able to invent this thing? It's just, it's like an awesome invention. It's fantastic, right? So... I didn't really think about it too much. I just thought, well, that's pretty cool. I don't know anything about the background of it. I didn't know anything about it at all. And then one day I'm working out, and one of the, you know, in those in those gyms, they have all these big screen TVs showing all these different channels. And they were doing some segment on innovation, and they were talking to the founder of PopSocket. And I thought it was pretty funny. It's a tall, bald guy, just like me. And he was a philosophy major, which is interesting because I also was a philosophy major at one point until I switched my major to economics. But yes, I was a philosophy major at one point too. So he was a philosophy major and he always had trouble storing his headphones. He was like, well, how am I going to store my headphones? So he saw all these different pe- uh, devices for storing headphones and he thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invent something that stores my headphones on the back of my phone. 
So what he did is he he invented something like the pop socket, but he put two of them on the back of the phone and he wrapped the headphone cord around them, right? And they still popped in and out, but it was mostly for storing your phone cord, right? So he invented this thing. And he's like, this is great. I'm storing my phone cord. It's fantastic. You know, and I, when I have my phone, my headphones and I'm listening, I can pop them in and it's pretty flat. And then when I'm, I need to, store my uh, phone phone headphones I'll just wrap them around these two things and and they'll store them there and it'll be fine so he invented this thing and apparently he went through 60 iterations of this thing and then he said you know what I'm going to do some user testing I'm going to hand them out to a few people and see what they think I'm going to get some feedback from uh just regular people who have cell phones and see what they think of this headphone cord storage mechanism that I created. Well, apparently what happened was that he gave it to them, had them play around with it for a couple of weeks, and then came back and asked them. He said, so what'd you think? And apparently hardly any of them used it as something to store their headphone cords. Most of them used it as a grip. They used it as a grip so that they can take selfies so they would pop it out they put their fingers between it and they would take some awesome selfies because they could hold the phone better and therefore the pop socket became a grip and a stand instead of someplace to store your headphones and with the advent of the airpods it was actually a pretty damn good idea to pivot to do this because i mean a lot of people use wireless headphones now so how many people still have wires on their headphones. So here's this guy, and I'm not sure if he's a millionaire, a billionaire, or whatever, but that was his story. And and I thought, what a great example. What a great example of invention. The guy had a problem. He had his own problem, something he wanted to solve for himself, and he went out and invented a solution for the problem right? He invented a solution for the problem, and he solved it for himself, but then he tried to solve the same problem for others, and others took it, and they gave him completely different feedback. So, you see a great example of invention. Someone solves a problem for themselves. And then you see a great example of design thinking. He brings in customers and says, what do you think? And the customers didn't use it for his intended purpose. So the iterative design thinking in bringing customers in and having them look at it and use it and play with it and realize that they used it much more for a completely different purpose than he originally invented it for, he then, great example of pivoting, said, you know what, I'm going to take this device and I'm going to use it for something completely different. In fact, we're going to market it as a grip and a stand instead. And instead of having two of them on the back of your phone, you're just going to pop one on there. And I don't know if he patented it. I don't know what he did with it, but he's protected it. And nowadays you can't find pop sockets anywhere there other than the ones he sells and they're 10 bucks. And I think there might be some knockoffs out there, but I don't know the state of whether or not he's going after those people. But I thought, what a great example 
of invention, design thinking, and pivoting. Because he could have just as easily said, you know what? I don't care what these people think. This is maybe the wrong test group. I need a new test group. I need a new test group that'll tell me these things are headphones. They're headphone holders and they're only headphone holders. And that's a dumb idea to use them as a, as a stand or a grip. Because that's what could have happened too. If he hadn't have been as open-minded as he was about pivoting the use of the device. And if you think about it, he didn't actually do anything about changing the design of the device other than maybe reducing the number of the pop sockets on the back of the phone to one because he only needed one as a grip and a stand. And if he hadn't done that pivot, I'm sure that there's plenty of startup founders out there who would not have made that pivot. They would have found other people who would have said, Yes, I love it as a headphone thing. And it never would have gone anywhere. It never would have been as successful as it was because he didn't listen to his customers. He didn't apply design thinking techniques, customer-centric design thinking techniques, and iterate the concept and the design and the usage of the product to meet the market demand. So once he did that, boom, it skyrocketed. So Great example of invention, pivoting, and design thinking, or invention, design thinking, and pivoting so that the product will reach product market fit earlier. Because the other one, it's probably would never have reached product market fit. If he had been stubborn and never pivoted and stuck with his original vision, then he wouldn't have been successful at all. So... In fact, it's interesting is that that's one of the things uh, Jeff Bezos says, too. He's like the smartest guy in the room is the one who changes his mind when new information comes along. It's not the guy who says, this is my vision. I'm going to stick to my vision. I'm only going to go down this path. This is the path I'm taking. And I've seen so many startups and teams and individuals basically say, this is my vision. And I don't care. What new information comes in front of me, I am sticking to my vision. And I think that's absolutely wrong. You have to be smart enough to look at new information that comes in and pivot, change, be agile, do something else. Realize that the reason why these things are coming at you and are telling you you're going the wrong way is it because it's entirely possible that you may be going the wrong way? You may not be doing the right thing. And at least consider it. It's all well and good to have a powerful, focused vision. But if things change, and things change all the time, I've told you that this a million times on my show and my blog and everything else, is that life is change. Things are always changing. So when you can take advantage of the changes that are coming along and pivot yourself as new information comes in, then you become the smartest person in the room because you're willing to change your vision, your focus, your pivot, and you can pivot to new things. You can pivot to more successful things. So that's what this guy did, and it was a huge success. So the question I ask of you is that when you have a vision and you're focused on doing this one specific thing, how open are you to new ideas, new thinking, feedback, which states, hey, maybe 
this is not 100% right. Maybe you need to make this change or that change. Maybe you need to be a little more agile in what you're doing. How many times have you had that vision where you have this focus and you're saying, this is exactly what I'm going to do. And people are saying to you, maybe you should change this. Maybe you should change that. And a lot of people are saying, oh, you know what? This is my vision. I'm going to stick to it. Maybe that's the wrong thing to do. Maybe when you get new information, maybe then you can look at it and go, you know what? Maybe I do need to change my mind here. Maybe I do need to change my mind. Maybe I need to be less rigid, less focused, be more open to revisions of my focus and my vision as things come in. I need to be a little more flexible. I need to be a little more agile. And when you're a little more flexible and you're a little more agile and you can bounce back from these things coming in at you and change, pivot, do something different, go with the flow, ride the wave, then you'll be successful. That's it for me for today. See you next time. And until then, don't forget to think future. future. future.